Is this thing on? <laughs> Brother Tim. Ooh, that sounded like a real knock. That did sound like a knock. Let him in, y'all. We let no days off here. They made a mistake. They gave us microphones. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, hey. You know, we don't want to be the podcast oh, that's no out days. and no one can be able to hear us, huh? Ooh, I love when I get to sit across from you and do this podcast. I love you, brother. Sorry, brother. <laughs> it's almost like we're saying shade is honesty. It's like we'll have your emotional moment. Nobody said that you quit it. You can still be strong. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be hurt too much. So that's my motto. Like when you have a go urges, just jack off and go do something productive. Like, taxes for fruit, y'all. <laughs> taxes for fruit. <laughs> Hold me accountable. Too. Somebody being willing to fall on the <sighs> And once they do that, they need to explain the repercussions of their decision making. Woo 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 woo. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of these people want their guns because they have an agenda. I feel like they're going to stockpile weapons and one day they're going to try to come and kill all the black people. That's what I think. Oh, my, 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 my. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I knew I should have auditioned for American Idol. Okay. We should have been a duo. Oh, my gosh. Ooh, but they would have been so jealous. They, they couldn't take. They can't take. They it. probably wouldn't even allow us to compete because we would have been <laughs> singing circles around the area. So good. <laughs> that reminds me of what the haters back off. Yes. Oh, don't you wish your girlfriend was hot, hot like, like me? me. Uh-huh. Don't, don't you cha. wish your girlfriend uh, was a freak cha. like me? Don't you? Uh, yeah. Oh, baby, don't you? That was funny. <laughs> that fucking show is so funny. Oh my god, we're recording. Oh, hey uh, y'all. Hey everybody! We got, we got a podcast going it's on. Not embarrassing at all. We got a po- whole ass podcast going on. That's fine. Um, What's good? It's welcome, me and Willie. Yes, it's us, and welcome to it's Willie and me. Welcome to No Days Off. No Days Off. Welcome, welcome to, to No Days Off, <laughs> <laughs> brother. Oh my god! It's gosh. been a little bit of a. It's been a little bit of a. A little bit of a while. I know. You know what's so fo- so weird about us though is that we actually have podcasts. Yeah. That. Are in the arsenal. Yeah. And uh, it's like, but we'd rather just see each other and talk yeah. all the time. And, and we're going to release. <laughs> and we're going to, oh, we do this all the time. Even last night, we just start just talking and talking I and know. talking and talking. Oh. And we always, you know, somewhere in the middle, we're like, this should have been a podcast. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this should have been a podcast. We had a it's really like, good conversation yesterday. What were we talking about? Ooh. What were we talking about? Like, what were we talking about? Like, we got into a little bit of things. We talked a little bit about like depression. Oh we talked yeah. A little bit about just like day to day like struggles. Like and, like what do you do to combat feeling sad right. and depressed and shit? And again, living a, a whole life, being a whole person. Yeah. You know, not negating. You know, all of the parts I'm a of you. Up. Um. So yeah, that was even though we're not talking about that today. I know, but, but we will. We, we will. Because I mean, we talked about that before. How a lot of our just natural experiences kind of spill into a really great conversation. And I think that's what life is about. It's about experiencing things and then being able to say with, with whomever, Hey, this is what I'm experiencing. Have you experienced this? Do you feel this way too? How do we get past these feelings? How do we move forward together as a unit? And I think I really appreciated you because you're the one who initiated that conversation yesterday. Yeah, I really appreciate. Yeah, that. I'm gonna be very transparent. I had a, I've been having a little bit of a moment again. This is not what we're talking about um, today in, in particular, but this is something that we're all gonna have to face throughout our lives. Whether it's you know the whole mental health thing, 
you know, it's just really important uh, maintaining mental stability. And I was talking to you yesterday about just how I'm not well versed on necessarily like what depression looks like and depression in its totality. But I definitely had a moment this week where I was like, oh, if, if I can assume what depression is, it's what I'm experiencing right now. And it was just kind of a little bit of a mild little of a little bit of a a down, you know, moment for me. Um, but I just really I knew through that I was like, I have to get through this and I, I'm not completely over it. And it was then when I realized, like we talked about this before with some of our episodes and talking about with some of the other panelists when we're doing the show and just day to day with our friends about, you know, how important, you know, seeking therapy and getting therapy Absolutely. is. And, that was like Absolutely. one of those, the moments where I was really like, okay, I need, I need to do something for myself. That's, it's like when you, you do all the things that you can for yourself. And then it comes a moment where you realize that you actually do need outside help. It's, you actually do need to talk to this friend. You actually do need to reach out to this person because we can only do so much by ourselves. Yeah. And, and that, there's not a, there's, there's a reason why you have everyone around you. Like Exactly. And that is a part of mental health. That mm -hmm. is a part of like actually doing the inner work. Knowing when you need help and reaching out for yeah. that. So I actually love that we're talking about this because, you know, some major things that have happened over these last couple of weeks are, you know, the suicides of like, you know, Kate Spade, who's super famous. And then, you know, Anthony Bourdain, who's super famous. These are the most notable right. um, folks. But we've seen like Kid Cudi on, the, you know, and like a couple of other people black people even um you know who will talk about him later um xxx or triple x tentacion mm -hmm. who also spoke about mental health um as well a very very troubled past from what we understand but you know has inspired a lot of people about with his candid conversation about right. his being mental open, health being, being you know so i think that that kind of just ties into what you're saying because a lot of people don't get to the place where they're saying yo i need help a lot of people really really go further and further and further into depression um and you know it it sometimes they take their own lives as a mm -hmm. result of not being able to see past and outside of that and knowing that they couldn't do anything more for themselves and i often wonder because i think that it is so attached to mental health when you have people who go so insular um in terms of their pain and they don't reach out for help and they find themselves in a position where they'd rather leave they'd rather mm -hmm. end the sounds end the noise than to stick through it Mm -hmm. And I think that that is some really, really, really serious shit. How do we explain, you know, the rise in suicides? What do you think, brother? I think it's kind of a, with everything. It's just like the level of compassion that we have, you know, again, for the same reason why people are scared to come out of the closet and say that they're gay. It's the same reason for everything. It's, We've just been kind of bred to hide things from ourselves, from our family, to be ashamed of things. And I think even when it comes to something like depression, it's like no one wants to get labeled as crazy. No one. No one wants to get labeled as crazy. And that's why, you know, when people even when you're like in an argument or having a conversation, you call somebody crazy. It, it, it triggers people, you know. So it's like a thing that you just never want to be, especially like when you, you think about crazy in the sense of like living in New York and you actually see the how mental illness really affects people and oh my God, uh, so yeah. it just becomes that thing that you just don't want to be because you look helpless or less than or whatever the case is but it's just so important for everyone to speak their own truth and tell their story because i think that is a way to just prevent it overall yeah. like you said keeping it so insular it's like a really 
fucked up petri dish that yeah just literally and, and i was thinking and petri dish in my mind it just grows and it, it's like it's like we have this energy that's there and it's always going to be there and it has to go somewhere and it, it can either go negatively or positively. You can either guide it this way or you can guide it that way because the fact still remains that those those constants are still going to be there. Those problems, those issues, you know, whether it's mean people, bullies, whether it's, you know, finding love, like those things that we want and that we feel that we need that can eventually turn into depression is always yeah. going to be there. So yeah. it's really important that we identify and say it's okay but then figure out ways to kind of cope with it in a better way. Yeah, I think that, you know, when I think about suicide and I think about like all of the things that ha that people deal with on a regular day-to-day -day basis, I can't help but think automatically that, in America at least, we do a very, very shitty job of granting each other the space to be honest and be forthcoming and to be transparent about these horrible, horrible things that we may thinking or think in our heads. Like you mentioned before, you know, we've seen what crazy looks like in here in New York. If you go on a train, you know, there are some people who have absolutely certifiably lost their minds. And I often think to myself, I know they didn't start out that way. Yeah. Like I know right. they didn't come out the womb. Like I, 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 right. am, I am nuts as hell. I'm going to, I have come here to, literally be insane i don't think that that's what happens i think that life happens to people i think that there are people with mental health issues um however i i think that we kind of like grow our demons um by not being open and honest by not getting treatment by not seeking a therapist by not finding out what will work for you and i think you know for me i often i think i've spoken about this on the podcast already about wanting to homeschool my kids and a part of the reason why i want to do that is because i want there to be something that looks like a curriculum where, you know, we could just find out how you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, how are you doing? How are you socializing? How are you experiencing your own reality? How do you think about yourself? Mm -hmm. Do you know what it means to meditate? Like, I want my kids to have some time to get to know how to meditate. I want my kids being like meditating gurus at like five. I want them to know that they can be their own charge mm -hmm. and then they can like go back to center and do all of that kind of shit because we're not taught that we're kind of programmed to be corporate dummies um, at a very, very young age. We're taught to stand in line with We're told who the authority is. We're told who that authority then reports into. Don't talk Nobody back. wants to go to the principal's office. So we understand that at a very young age, there's a hierarchy. There's a way that things work and there's a certain time when you cannot say what you want to say because you'll get mm -hmm. in trouble. Um, everybody has to kind of fit in this specific mold. If you're contrary to that, it can already kind of put you on a path to, you know, a mental fuck. And I think that, you know, that's worth acknowledging. Mm -hmm. And I think that we just do like a really, really super shitty job at creating safeguards mm -hmm. to catch people who are different, to catch people who are having a rougher time, to catch people in their more emotional states as opposed to just getting these kind of basic education. You know, like, mm -hmm. you know, your math, science, arithmetic, mm -hmm. reading, English, all of that kind of shit. And even when you go home, your parents may not be able to give that to you. Right. They're not asking the right questions. They may be super religious and maybe your conflict comes outside of those religious confines. Um, so I, I, I wonder if we as a society, not as individuals necessarily, even though I'm sure there's individual kind of like uh, spaces for um, people to take responsibility for how they've contributed to other people's mental health. Mm -hmm. But in general, I wonder if societally we create an environment where, of course, we're going to have deep-seated mental health issues. Um, there may be a time when you'll be exhausted. I know for me growing up as a black gay boy, there were times when I did 
consider suicide. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily where I was like trying it, mm-hmm. but I did consider it. Like, is that would that be a better option than being here and experiencing this right now? Mm-hmm. And when I felt that way, it's because everything that was surrounded by me made me feel unsafe. Mm-hmm. It made me feel like it was telling you that you were wrong. It was telling, telling me that, that I was belong. wrong. It, it it just didn't make me feel like I can rest. I felt like I was not able to rest. Right. Have like you were moment, always on guard, like, always on guard, always hiding, always scared, always feeling, worried about what somebody's gonna say next, do next. Absolutely. Point at you, look at you. Point at you, look at you, being able to see the little gay boy in the pit of mm-hmm. my stomach, as I'd like to right. say. Um, you know, just feeling exposed. And like when I say rest, I mean my mind, my body, like, and my spirit. Yeah. Like just being able to actually rest and feel safe was something that I didn't and feel. And it made peace. me wonder if it would be more peaceful to be dead. That's a real fuck. That's a real mind fuck mm-hmm. for an 11 year old or a 12 year old, you know? And I can't imagine like keeping those sentiments all throughout your life and what that does by the time you're someone who's Anthony Bourdain or Kate or Kate Spade's age is, you right. know what I'm saying? Because again, it's crazy. Again, we see that these, like we've literally watched these people live their lives on TV, like live these full luxurious, like meaningful lives. Like, you know, especially like Anthony Bourdain, he like went around the world and like got in the culture, like literally like knee deep in culture, like with, and done so many things. Mm-hmm. And again, we see it time and time again, you can be surrounded all the by, coin. by all the coin, all the people, all, all the, the culture, famous. all the quote unquote happiness. But there's something inside of you that is not right or that is not, you know, receiving the information or is not, you know, being fed a certain way that you have to feel like you're the only person in the world. Exactly. It's that, you know, uh, so for me, we've spoken about this. We actually spoke about this um, last night Mm -hmm. as we were listening back to another podcast that we're going to release today. But this idea of God, this idea that we are all connected that we know the end from the beginning if we would all reach out our hands and touch the person next to us. Next to us. We would be fully charged and full of all of the information right. we would probably need to change the world, right? You may not be able to do that overseas, but now, my literal, I mean, literally over bodies of water as we can't stand there, but we have enough people to probably cover the face of the earth in by linking, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just feel like when we linking our minds, our spirits, our connectivity... We are the body. We are God. Yeah. Um, and I believe that wholeheartedly because when I see these kids coming in, we'll talk about this too. These kids, you know, migrating here and being separated from their families. Anybody with a soul will feel uh, empathy. Right. They'll feel a notion of sadness. And you know why? It's because we're connected. Mm-hmm. Something in us at a cellular level connects mm-hmm. us and makes us feel empathy and it makes us feel like it could be us Mm -hmm. it's we literally can envision ourselves Mm -hmm. in those positions that's godly to me and when i think about that and when i think about somebody who wants to break away from that it's because they don't know that they're connected to that Hmm. in order to decide to put yours to take yourself out of this incredible force field that we know as god that we know as the universe that you may know as you know our soul to soul connection for someone to wait to pull away from that does means that they don't feel connected. They don't feel connected. We need to do a better job of okay. connecting with each other and letting people know that they're connected to us. And it's like, does that make sense? <coughs> yeah. I feel like 
just piggybacking off of that, we have a responsibility to take care of each other. Like, it's just like being born into a family. You know, you're being, and this is on a, a smaller scale, but you're being born into a family. You didn't choose your brother or sister. You, they was there, you know? You didn't choose those people next to you. But mama and dad, take care of your brother and sister because these are the people in your environment. These are the people that are surrounding you. These are the people that are going to, you know, affect your day-to-day, you know, and you're going to affect theirs because you live in the same space. And it, go, it's, it goes the same when you step out into the, you know, into the street and into another country and into whatever but we have to do a, a better job of taking care of one of each other and checking in on one one another and saying, hey, is everything OK? Are you OK? I love right. you. What's going on? Because we've seen it time and time again, just telling someone I love you or telling someone walking down the street that they're beautiful or I like your shoes or af- a small affirmation, a large affirmation. We see it. It literally can change someone in an instant. You can literally be pulling anyone off of a ledge at any given time or pushing someone off of a ledge at any given time. So we Shondo, have to be Shondo, really, Shondo. really, really, wait a minute, careful wait a minute, wait a minute about the energy wait a minute. that now, you that's, harbor. That's a word. That's a word. You have to say that again, brother. I don't know. It's just coming out. I don't, I don't know. I well, what you said was, <laughs> is that it's really, really important to like make sure that we're plugged in and we can, we are aware of how we can impact the people directly around us, comparing that to your own family, because you have the power to lift someone up or you have the power to literally push them off the edge like right and i think that that's something that i wanted to just highlight mm -hmm. because that is the fundamental concept the concept is that oftentimes we don't think that we impact people and this is myself included okay like i'm not just talking this shit This this is like i'm talking to myself right now like we have to be kinder to each other i went to um fcbc last weekend um pastor mike warren is the pastor there and i'm not a religious person but when i tell you i found like a cool place fcbc is a really cool place and we were talking about kindness it was father's day not to date this episode but whatever um we were talking about kindness and he was essentially saying that it's not enough to be like oh god i just wish you well you know sometimes you have to show that you wish someone well You know, you have to get you have to like go into the trenches and realize that you can change the fucking world. You, you with your basic ass job, Mm -hmm. you with your basic ass debt, you know, you with your basic ass reality can be a blessing Mm -hmm. for someone else. Yeah, you can. You really can. And it will alter the fabric of your life. It, it really and literally can kindness and then and, you realize and, how not so basic you are and then you realize how not so basic you are because you have such power and i just wanted to highlight that because i think that these lessons are incredibly valuable these lessons of like you know not to say that they were i'm sure that many 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 people were always pouring kind things to the ways of kate spade and to the ways of um anthony bourdain and the countless examples mm-hmm. of people that we can count who, who have had beautiful lives but it's in those silent spaces mm-hmm. is in those is in those silent spaces where we lost them mm-hmm. you know the things that they didn't feel safe enough to share and i'm just speaking to the general notion that if you do more so keep people on the edge excuse me if you keep them on the landing not pushing them off the edge because of your kindness or whatever or your mm-hmm. the way that you serve i think that we would serve a more broad world mm-hmm. 
a more broad sense of a, a kinder reality yeah. so that someone like an Anthony Bourdain or Kate Spade with all that they have could still feel safe safe in any enough. space because I'm, I'm imagining when you're going to a space like suicide it must be really really there must be no air in that right. space and <sighs> because there's no air there it's an extreme space so I think like on the outside if we were practicing kindness and us and certain levels of transparency as a practice, as a way of life, I think that maybe we would create better realities for people who to spend a lot of time in those very, very suffocating spaces. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I agree. So I thank you for saying that because as much as we are trying to tell people that they can help somebody, it's also good to remind people that you can also be the cause of someone yeah. getting closer yeah. to a darker space. And, and you just never know. And sometimes I don't know how to explain it, but it's like, what the fuck do you think it is? Like, why do you think you're here? Energy exists. It's real. You have to be conscious of what you're doing and what you're putting out. You just have to be. And it's not this thing that has to be like this you know, crazy, over-the-top way of thinking all the time, but just being aware of the presence that you are and the presence that you bring. So again, I'm not a person who like seeks validation in people, but it really, really, really means a lot to me. And it catches me off guard because in my perception of things, I see things completely different than how other people see me. So when people Mm -hmm. like stop and tell me, you like, some of the smallest things that I didn't even think of that just was like whatever to me and to see how it impacted them, it really humbles me. And it's like, mm-hmm. uh, and it, it makes me feel special and it makes me feel like I do have a purpose and it makes me feel you like do, absolutely. that I, I am on the right path because again, tying back into all this, like I was not having the best week. Yeah. I have so many beautiful things around me and like, within that it frustrates me because i know that so there's this like part of me like i talk to you all this time i feel like i'm going crazy within going crazy because it's like bitch you know all the things that's going on and you know that you have a beautiful life and you know you have all these beautiful things and you beautiful people that you can always reach out to but then there's these moments where it's like all of that disappears and you're having this narcissistic fucked up moment of yourself and woe is me and you can't shake it, you know, yeah. and it's it's not fun. Um, but there's something in me that always tries and always pulls through stronger and, and lets that only yeah, last yeah, for yeah, such yeah, a moment. Yeah. Um, like I was telling you before, I, I was having conversations with my roommate. And again, sometimes these these ideas just come to me. But again, we bypass all the beautiful shit in our life. And then we're looking at one thing that we don't have. Like I was talking about listening to the song Naked by Ella May and, you know, yeah. the song is about finding a man who loves her, blah, 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 that, uh, you know. Uh, Shout out to Ella May. Yeah, like apparently the song is about that, but if you dig a little deeper, it could be about more Anything. things. So the, what I was listening, I've heard the song plenty of times, but in that moment, through my little depression state, I something aligned. I was like really like seeking like a meditation state. I like I was like, I have to do something for myself. So I started going, working out more and making sure that was a thing. So I was literally like asking God in the universe, I need help. I was like, I need help. And that's when, you know, again, therapy came, you know, flashed into my mind again, you know, back into the forefront, like you need to go, you need to do this. And again, things started to shift and align. And I was listening to that, this song, And instead of, you know, the song is about finding all this stuff in a man that he's going to love you for everything, blah, 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 blah. And it was like, I thought about it in that moment. I was like, I have all of that right fucking now. And I I thought about you flashed into my head. Donnie flashed into my head. My mom and my dad, twin, 
Chris, a whole bunch of people flashed into my head because she was saying all these things. And I was like, I have that. I have people who love me naked. I have people who love me for exactly who I am. All of the flaws, all of the not so good part, who's going to actually be there and walk me through the not so good part with me. And to show me that, like, because I love you so much, I'm going to, you know, get dirty with you and roll up my sleeves because we, we both want you to do better. And it's like, I have all of that. And it's like, I don't, yes, it would be great to have a man or a partner to share that with me, but I'm, I don't, I'm not going to find all of that in one person and that's okay. And that's just going to be another added piece to it. You know, again, we, we give everything in totality. Everything has to be all or nothing and this or that. And it's like, life can't be like that. There's so many special, important pieces that make up the whole big picture that, it's so unfair to bypass all the beautiful shit and all those other pieces that are there for you. Yeah, it might not be this whole complete picture, but if you step back, you could see the idea. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Um, so it's, I thought about that and I was just really grateful for that moment because like I had like a, uh, get it together, like you're done type of yeah. type of feeling because it was like, you have that. And it's like, you need to cherish that because if any of one of those people were gone, you'd be devastated right now. So you could don't do that to yourself. Like you're torturing yourself right now by sitting in this room being sad when you can literally be at Donovan's house. Right. Laughing like I just did all fucking night. Right. You know what I mean? Why the fuck would I do that to myself? Right. Why? You know, it's it's something that we all do. It's something that we all do. I think that obviously we've learned that some of us do it to extremes and can't find our way out mm-hmm. of, you know, thinking a certain type of way. I think that perfectionists suffer sometimes from depression a lot um, and expect, expecting that life is supposed to look and feel a certain type of way and it doesn't. And yet, of course, there are genuinely people there who suffer from deep, dark things that are beyond their understanding. Right. Um, but I liken it to, you know, having a job that pays you and, you know, just living in the fantasy of wanting to win the lottery mm-hmm. and how not winning the lottery is ruining your life. Mm-hmm. And how not having millions and millions of dollars is leading your, you to a sad reality. And I, I, you know, as comparing it to my life, I remember just feeling like, you know, super sad about like my basic ass job um, and not being able to be, you know, a musician touring the world and singing and making millions of dollars and being happy. Same Z's. Right. And the sad thing about that, because it made me sad. Yeah. It made me really sad that my life looked this and, way and because baby, I'm definitely... so talented. You know, I'm, I'm just, I'm so talented and my life should be this way. And when I look at it now, I'm like, wow, what? It's hard to see in the moment, but those were, those were cold, hard decisions. Um, and I say that because for me, it's like, bro, you're at this job right now. And it's making you a a quite pretty penny. Mm -hmm. The reality is, is that this type of suffering that you're in right now, as bad as it may seem, you're comparing it to something that you have no idea. Like, you don't know if you're going to win the fucking lottery. You don't know if you're going to be singing in the right place, right time. And somebody's going to see you Mm -hmm. just because you're talented. Like, you're not you're not living what you got. Right. You're living the idea of something else. Mm-hmm. God is in what you got. Mm-hmm. It's, the, it's right Which there you. for you. It's you. It's what you have around. But you have to be able to see that. Mm-hmm. And as a measure to see that, we tie, we, I tie gratefulness to it so that I can measure what's happening. I'm grateful for 
X. I'm grateful for Y. I'm grateful for Z. And what it does is that it kind of diminishes this idea of your life being this really super pathetic thing. Yeah. And then it makes you look for, it made me look for more things to be grateful for. When I, when I got to the place where I was like, yo, I'm going to work the fuck out. I, I can out of this mm-hmm. job, which means that I'm going to make the most money that I could possibly make to make the things that I want to happen, happen mm-hmm. and not live in the depressed place right. of feeling like it, that I don't have it, mm-hmm. but more so how do I work what I got? How right. do I find the God that's right here? How do I find something to be grateful for? And to liken it to your experience, but I, you know, I have to explain it that way because for me, that's the way that I kind of got that lesson about what it means sometimes to really make a different choice yeah. and pull myself out of a different type of mm-hmm. self-loathing, woe is me, why does my environment look this kind of way. I couldn't find anything mm-hmm. to be grateful for. So sometimes, you know, we talk about people who have a lot of things. Things don't matter. I mean, I have a beautiful apartment and it was fine. I had all of, I had that. That's something that I wanted and mm-hmm. I got it. And I found that it wasn't enough. Jesus, right. like, it's not enough. I was making more money than I was ever making. God, it's just not enough. I was just really dissatisfied because my life didn't look like, you know, the other side, mm-hmm. the grass over there. It looked right. way greener. Right. But I don't... I, First of all, I didn't know what it took to get that green grass mm-hmm. because I was where I was, but I couldn't see. I couldn't see what I had accomplished mm-hmm. because I wasn't you wasn't looking for it. I wasn't looking for the good things, right? Like I couldn't see what I had accomplished. I couldn't see if all of the beautiful relationships that I was Mind nurturing you smacking and building, you right in the face. Smacking me right in the face. You know, I was living in that space. It was a gross, ugly, ungrateful kind of it was like pseudo grateful mm-hmm. it was like oh my god i'm glad that i have these things but it's like but complaining. yeah it's like saying you blessed because you know you have to say it because you know it could be worse logically it could be exactly worse, but it's like i still fucking hate what's going on right exactly, now exactly exactly and but these are the things that i would like complain about like get like complain like go get on the phone and talk to donnie and be like you know get in get on with you on facetime right. and complain about my life and i look back on that now and i'm like bro mm-hmm you could have been making a whole lot of other right. decisions if I would have seen it, yeah. the glass half full. Mm-hmm. So I think that even brings this idea that there is such a difference between temporary happiness, which is what we look for. Like we look for moments of which is also a high, you know, a romanticized whatever, whether that be a relationship, whether that be a job, mm-hmm. whatever, because no job is going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. No relationship is going to be perfect, but we're constantly looking sold for that. that perf- we're, so we're always looking for that. We're always looking for our Cinderella story. But the reality is, is your, your charming might cheat on you. Your, your charming might, his teeth might not be that great. Right. Uh, he may be a little shorter than you thought he was going to be. Um, and he may not have a great relationship with his mother. Mm-hmm. Like there's like a whole lot of things that may show up. That's a little different than the romanticized image of what you thought your life was going to look like. And that may get even to the nitty gritty. That may be because something traumatic happened to you. Yeah. And, and that's just the way you uh, and that's just And that's not, and it's right. not your fault. Yeah. You know, if let's just say it's outside of your control, that's not your fault. But what do you do with that? Mm-hmm. You see those stories of those people who lost a leg or an arm and these people lifting up 300 pounds. Right. And laughing at the camera. Right. You know, there's right something with their toes. Yeah. There's something about, you know, what happens when, you know, in your own individual, individual life, what happens when you 
come across these mm-hmm. huge obstacles and how you choose to respond or what you're capable of that time. Because I'm not here to judge mm-hmm. anybody. I've I've definitely had my thoughts of suicide, so that's not what I'm doing here. Right. I'm just exploring what the minds, yeah. what our minds can look like. And I think that also a part of this is outside of my understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do understand what it could feel like to be helpless in a moment. Mm-hmm. But then realizing that I was able to get past it. So what what are some tools that we... Because, I mean, sometimes I don't know how I get past certain things, but I'm really grateful for it. Other I times, think that that's the number one thing. I don't know if you're going to ask what we can do, but I would say actually the being pragmatic and finding something to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I literally think that yeah. that's one thing that you can do right I, now. Like, and again... I think I'm, I'm going to be a broken record by the end of everything. It's like, I say taking control over your life. Mm-hmm. Like, again, being sad or upset or depressed about a line of things, whatever they may be, when you have actual control over a whole line of other things that you're fucking relinquishing because you're deciding to, you know, focus on this line of things. So for me, it's like, Going to the gym. I have compl- I can have this most snatched body I want. That's hands down. At this very moment, I have no ailments. I have no nothing that prevents me from literally being the most snatch snatchable snatch of all time. Mm-hmm. But right now, that's not my focus because I'm focusing on maybe things that I don't have or things that I think I should have that I don't. So that's like one example that's for a, myself. That's a great example. So sometimes it's like, well, it's like, You got to do something for yourself. And that's why I was like, I'm going to the gym and I'm going to the gym. I don't know how I'm going to go. I don't know, but I'm going to go. And I woke up a little earlier. I looked out some videos and I decided, you know, what I was going to do. And sometimes I stayed for 30 minutes and sometimes I stayed for an hour. I didn't put the pressure on myself, but I was like, you have to do something for yourself. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. Like, because I felt myself like falling deeper Deeper and and deeper. deeper. And I was like, I've seen it on worse for myself and i've seen it go we have examples i don't i don't have no interest in killing myself and i don't want to get to that point you know what i mean i'm pretty sure these people wanted to live there was a part of them that wanted to live but the the darkness took over yeah and i don't want to get to a place where the darkness takes over yeah so i was like you got to start doing whatever the fuck you can control do it reading a fucking book and getting myself equipped with knowledge, I can control that. Yeah. I can control the relationships that are surrounding me. I can control the daily interactions that I have with my brother and my sisters and my family. I can control the way that I look as far as like my aesthetic, as far as my body and being healthy. Yeah. You know, I can control being healthy. Like God gave you that power. God gave me those powers. You know what I mean? I have the power to get up and do this podcast and try to help myself help the world. You know what I mean? I I have that option. So I'm going to start utilizing those options and those tools that are very apparent to me that seem like they're deep down and hiding and pickabooing, but they're not. They're actually really there. But again, we're bypassing all the good shit, looking at this the things that we don't have. And this kind of, again, goes in conjunction with how we've been taught in society. So again, it's like checking yourself. Is this how I feel? Is this how I think? Is this how we really, this, does this really mean this to me? You know? So there's a whole lot of shit mixed up in there. Yeah, I, I, yeah. So the work is, again, it, it, it can never be, no days off. Yeah. I love that because uh, uh, I want to also mention this because this actually just I didn't realize I'm just really emotional about all this. no I didn't realize these conversations fit so well with each other because we weren't nece- we weren't necessarily going to talk about you know the depressed depression yeah. conversation but we were talking about suicide so it's like duh 
But, you know, we were also talking about relationships and why people stick around. And we were saying, you know, I was saying that the one thing that's, that stood out about me, we were talking about someone in particular, but yeah. the one thing that stood out to me was the way that I saw my mother do it. I saw, I saw, you know, I did it is the way that we look past what we know to be true, right? What we have experienced as an L, but we'll take it over and over and over again for the moments, the mm-hmm. very, even if they're oh, rare, yeah. that just blew my mind. the very rare moments of, whatever we've been sold or whatever we believe is what we want right that we we will stick it out just so that we can get that moment so we fight and fight and fight for that moment we get it and then it goes right back to the bullshit because the bullshit is a part of it and i listen so when we say you know what what do you why do you think you deserve that a lot of people have a hard time answering that because nobody says i don't i don't think i I deserve deserve to get beat but here's the gotcha gotcha Mm. you think that you deserve those moments of bliss right when you're cuddled up and you're boot up in the bed and and the lighting is right and, and you and just got some you, you just got some you. dig and you just got some good you know put 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 pussy and everything is right. great and you're you're feeling good and then slowly you get back into the nasty shit which is where you live the majority of right. the time but you feel like you deserve that beautiful moment right and there. it's like you're working for that and you're working for that but what you're saying though is that i deserve that beautiful moment that's what i deserve but it comes in that package. Mm-hmm. So you, don't you have to it own the, the package. You have to own the package mm-hmm. and say, no, what you're saying is that you deserve all of this. Yeah. The shitty, shitty shit and that little bit of good shit. Why do you think you deserve that? And that's the reality. Yeah. You know what I'm that's saying? That you give what you get kind of thing. It's like you, you're putting. You're saying that that's what I deserve. Because you're putting the energy. Like you said, you're, you're literally putting the energy dealing with the stuff that's hurting you just to get to that moment yeah so that and it's like just to get to that moment just so to get to that moment the, of course like you're dating this guy he's really really awesome he doesn't do any of the things that you like he doesn't call he doesn't do any of those things but when you guys get together it's a really really cute night he's a really really cute date makes you feel like you're the only person in the world the sex is good and the next day you don't hear from him this happens over and over and over and over and mm-hmm. over and over again but you keep dealing with it because you're looking for that moment that one moment you're just hoping that it will become a regular moment it may not it may, but highly doubt that it will because you, what you've said is that I deserve this. This mm-hmm. is what I think I deserve, this experience in its totality. And not only are you are you showing them how to treat you, you're, all, again, like just accepting that that's what, you, that's what you want. Exactly. Essentially. Exactly. But the reason why I mentioned this or the reason why I mentioned it, you know, when we were talking about it is because what we have to reimagine is what is that thing that we really, really want? Mm-hmm. Re, you have what to does reevaluate. That mean? You have to reevaluate what is keeping you unhappy. What is that thing that you feel like your life is miserable without? What is it? And when you can look at it like that, and you can say, "Well, it's being in an intimate, vulnerable relationship with a man." If you're, you know, a gay man, or if you're a woman, a, a, heter- a heterosexual cis woman, or or a trans, you know, someone who likes men, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, um, you know. I'm dating this person because uh, I think that they're hot and I think that they're cool and they're sexy and we have that good moment. But the issue is, is that you're teaching this person how to treat you like you just mentioned. Mm-hmm. The, the result of this is that you're not getting any place. You're just staying in the same place. You're accepting all of it. And you're saying that you deserve it. So you have to say like, well, do I really want this thing? 
do I have, like you said, do I have it in friends already? That's, is it already there? Is it already there in my life? Then, then how can you spend that moment of reality and be grateful for the fact that you already do have that thing that you've been longing for? Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? It yeah. repositions how you look so, at things. That's why in my mind, I was like, so am I only looking for a dick that loves me? Because essentially, like, right, I'm just looking for the sex part. The way that I shape my friendships and my family and all of the relationships that I care about that mean something to me is going to be the same type of relationship I share with my partner. Right. And we also have, you and I believe this to be true, like that you can have a soulmate outside of just what we know to be a soulmate as in the, the, the man of your dreams, the woman of your dreams. Like, you right, know, right. I believe you're one of my soulmates. You know what I mean? I believe, you know, yes, we uh, are. like my dad is one of my soulmates. You, I, like, for example. So I believe that there's a few people. So when you really, really think about it, you just really just actually looking for everything that you already have with sex attached to it. Yeah. But it's once again, that kind of like very romanticized thing that we're sold. Like, it's like you And, and that are, makes me feel stupid. Like, I'm like, girl, I got every, like, I have, hun- like. Like, I'm not here to destroy the institution of marriage. Right. I'm, I, I it just makes me think it's, differently. It's always been something that I wanted to, to do. I wanted to be married. But, you know, the diamond industry is like, the jewel industry is ranking it in because we believe in marriage. You know, the, um, you know, all of these halls that are being built, that are being unbooked out, you know, for weddings, they're, they're winning. This is you a know, business. The, these dresses, these tuxedos, everything, they're it's winning because you're getting married. And people think that mar- that marriage is a destination, but, you know, it's maybe one stop on a long journey. You know what I'm saying? But it's the way that we kind of romanticize yeah. it all to get to that place in our life is, you know, even when we were getting to know somebody, it's like, okay, well, I've been getting to know you for two years and we're not engaged. So I don't know what we're getting to know each other for. What and is then it the, becomes, right, it's very transaction-y. And, and yeah. And don't get me wrong. There should be benchmarks. There's, there, right. there are rituals all throughout our lives. There are graduations all throughout our lives from, you know, signifying going from point A and and from, to point highlighting B. And so we cool. should have that. But what are the measurements? What are the metrics, rather? How do we determine and that? And the extremes. And then how do you determine what is that for you? Yeah. What is that thing for you? Like for me, I have to say to myself, like, yo, I may get married. I may not get married. I just want to be with somebody who I can be myself with, that mm-hmm. I can be honest with, and that I and that somebody who I can have an amazing exactly. sexual relationship mm-hmm. with. And if we decide to bring children in this world that I know that we can rock it out. Like we can feel very, very safe to know that we want this child to be whoever the hell they are. Mm-hmm. And we're just here to facilitate the experience, you know, and give some structure. And then at the same time, give the freedom. How do we do that? Right. If, these are, if we're asking these same questions, then I'm here for it. But if not, my life isn't like an empty vessel right. of sadness. Because I, I will always have love surrounding so, me. People are very, some, a lot of people get depressed about this shit. Mm-hmm. Myself, I've been very depressed. Yeah, about, I, I mean, hey, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So I think like that's just one thing that I just wanted to kind of like really thoroughly talk about so that people can understand that we get depressed over things like this. People not eat, them not sleep, them can't right. exist because, you know, they don't know where this man is. And the thing is, is like, yo, that shit is real and I appreciate it and everything takes its time, but you're going to make it through it. Mm-hmm. You're going to make it past it. It will not break you because it did not make you exactly you know what i'm saying you make you you make you it's about finding out what works for you what are your measures you found that like going to the gym is a 
temporary or well, not a temporary, but it's actually an avenue of therapy for you, mm-hmm. right? That's something that you found that works for you. I would employ people, implore people to just go out and find what can work for you. And it can be anything. It can be writing. It, I mean, the first step is talking about it. And, and again, we all need to be vessels of just openness because we all have the experience to guide everyone like you know you learn from kids you learn from adults you learn from everyone in between based off of what we've been through and none of us know what the fuck is going on until we know what the fuck is going on exactly so you know it's like we have to share we have to share we have to share comment like like we have to yeah that has to be the the way that we communicate more that just has to be like a way of life because it just does. Like our our actual um, success as a human race depends on us getting that lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're seeing time and time and time again when we think about slavery, when we think about the Nazis, this um, pure disrespect of humanity, disregard of humanity is where we have this issue time and time and time again. And in a world that is so unsafe, I think that a lot of times we can't even get to a place where we would imagine being forces of good for everybody, which means that I'm a student and that means that I'm a teacher. There's an opportunity here to teach. Let me teach you. This is not an arrogant, like, do what I say teaching. Mm -hmm. This means, like, yo, I feel you. I have been there. Here's what I did. You can take with that and do what you want with it, but I am sending positive vibes your way. I'm talking about that kind of teaching. of moving everyone forward. Moving forward, because that's a a different kind of teaching. There's no arrogance attached to that. There's only love attached to that, and that is a beautiful, beautiful thing. Sealed with a kiss. Once again... If we were being led by, you know, people who had that type of ideology versus the ideology of, like, let's say, a Donald Trump, this is the kind of reality that we live in. And when I think about humanity, I'm going to bring up triple X tentacion again because I think that this is a great way to talk about murder. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody who is suffering from thoughts of suicide, we will include in our description some links to suicide prevention Mm -hmm. lines and resources for you. But we want you to know that you're not alone. And also you can feel free to talk to us. If you ever want to reach out to us, hit us up on our no days off accounts and, and let us know how you're feeling and maybe we can have some conversations Mm -hmm. with you. Um, But yeah, just to go back to triple, um, triple extentacion is that in that same regard of a space that doesn't have safeguards for life and regard for life, safeguards for experiences that make people feel like they're the only ones, we get to a place like this mm-hmm. where there's a blatant <clears throat> disregard for life. And I think that um, I think that he is a particular example that we have to talk about, right? Somebody who is at the crossroads of what it means to be good and bad in a way where everybody can see you and they can feel so safe in their own mess by how extreme your mess looks that they can judge you. Um, That's what we have here. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to lie. When I heard the information coming through about how abusive he is or uh, allegedly um, was to his former girlfriend and mother and and the woman who um, gave birth to his child um, to gay people to his just violent past. I was like, wow, wow. 
I'm pretty I was I the first thing I thought was like it came to find him. That energy came back to him. And then upon, you know, further exploration, I I didn't say anything. I didn't say anything publicly about it. I I don't really care to talk about people in death in a negative way point blank in the period. Right. Um but in my own mind, this was my process. So then I went and I did some research around who he was, who he was becoming, blah, 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 blah. And I did see that he did seem to be making an arc in his life. Mm-hmm. He did seem to be moving into a space of talking more openly about him having mental health um, concerns, um, him you know, wanting to be more free and open and honest about those kinds of things and wanting to be better and wanting people to get positive content from his from his work they mm-hmm. wanted something nuggets for them to walk away with and feel encouraged to be closer to themselves or better whatever mm-hmm. i saw messages of that and i was like that's a very very encouraging but that does not necessarily um diminish those who he may have impacted negatively right mm-hmm. but what it does is that it shows what it means to be a whole person mm-hmm. and the challenge that some of us have to forgive and what that could look like and to talk about how polarizing it is for us as a country. I've been noticing, or maybe as a world, I don't, I'm, I'm assuming this is a world conversation, but in this same world so unsafe where people feel the need to take their own lives, but are more freely, I guess, inclined to take the lives of others. Mm-hmm. Like when it comes to somebody like this guy, experience you know someone who is known as a violent person abusive i think one of the stories was that he took like a like a grilling utensil like a, oh, and yeah. like literally stabbed up his woman's you know private parts that's some crazy shit to think yeah. that somebody actually did to somebody you know what i mean so for me i think that there's some discussion that's warranted about how do you have a conversation? How do you feel as a as a community and as a village about someone who has such a violent past but seems to have been making a change mm-hmm. and how we respond to their murder because he was murdered? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that that is very sobering. I mean, I have lots of thoughts. I think that it's kind of cool for us to explore this a little bit more, but what are, you, what are your initial thoughts? I mean, I definitely think... Um I, I'm. I, I will never say he deserved that, but I definitely will say that energy came to find him. Yeah. Again, you have to be responsible for the energy that you put out there, and and maybe he just didn't clean it up fast enough. I don't. You know what I mean? Maybe it wasn't moving fast enough for the universe. You know, by the time that tidal wave came right back around, I don't know because obviously he did something to someone, and that was. The response unfortunately mm-hmm. um obviously i don't think anyone should be you know murdered we talked about it like before with like stefan clark and i always yeah. believe there's you know lessons in people's in life um yeah. and we we are we mm. as crazy as some of this shit sounds and is and uh, and all the alleged whatever whatever it's like these people still deserve to live and they still deserve a fighting chance yeah and they deserve a little you know obviously they need to get checked and they need to get reprimanded for the things that are heavily impacting negatively but 
we have to still give these people a, a chance. And it, and again, we see like in both of those situations, like they were kind of on their way of like changing up their ways. It was seemed like, right? Even for Stefan Clark. Well, no, not with Stefan really. Oh, he mm. wasn't. No? Not that I saw. Oh, okay. Well, but but with this guy, but with I this did guy, see some things, and yeah. with many others, there people there there are stories of people changing. Yeah. Um. But then I had a thought when you were saying that when we're talking about his the energy and what you've done and you, you have to be responsible for what you've done. When mm-hmm. does does there does there ever like let's say you do some really 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 horrible shit? Mm. Is mm-hmm. there ever a time that you actually get redeemed for it? Like yeah, to where you actually maybe be known more for your positive than uh, impact, even if you know. I think so. Well, first of all, let me just say that. Like, can Bill Cosby ever come back from? Well, you know what? To a certain extent, I I personally believe that you can't really undo certain things that have been done. Like his the way that he has impacted culture positively um, will always be reflected in some regard. There's like a there's a precedent. There's mm-hmm. a recorded history of that. In the same ways that the way that he impacted negatively will be recorded, recorded. and they both exist. Right. You know, it kind of, I guess it's in the way the energy that you put into it is what you directly of... receive. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's sad to say that, you know, this man lost his life. He was murdered and he didn't deserve that. No one does. And we should we should treat this like a murder mm-hmm. and we should find out. I know they have, they have a suspect, but we should find out if that is in fact the person that did this and they should be prosecuted accordingly. Mm-hmm. But I do think, and not but, and I think that is true that in the ways in which the universe works, but just in the ways in which the street works, Mm -hmm. like in the street world, like, you know, growing up in the hood, I just know that there's a territory over there and there's a territory over there. Those people don't like those people over there. They know if they go over there, they're going to hit up. And if you get them, they're going to get you and they're going to go on the side and try to get you too. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You just know the codes. You just know. It's just like, it's a thing and everybody has kind of agreed to do that. So I think that there comes a point when, even if you're the kind of person who says, I want out, Mm -hmm. in order to get out, you need to go far, far away. And you can't be all up in the... You can't come back. You can't be on social media. You can't be a campaign. You got to do what you got to do. You have to do the time. You know, for me, I have noticed like something like recently that happened in my life where I, I was not honest with somebody about something. And in, and then eventually I was like, okay, that's not who I want to be. I want to be somebody who's honest. And I told them the truth and say, hey, you know about this thing? Here's the 100% truth about this. The full, right. And the full and the honesty and the result of that was that I've lost my full connection to that person, right? But that is the price that I paid. Mm-hmm. And you and, have to accept it. And I have to accept it. But <clears throat> what I've decided to do is that I'm still going to be present. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to prove that I'm, I am a great person. I'm still going to prove that I, and not even by trying, I'm just going to just show up and still be, I'm still going to be the same person that I feel like I always was, but that's what I got to do. And, um, unfortunately here we have a rogue element of people who are taking their lives into their own hands or Mm -hmm. each other, uh, their lives of other people's hands. And that fucks things up. That fucks up the way that, we get to live our lives mm-hmm. and learn the lessons. Humanity. The humanity it part. Fucks up humanity. Yeah, because I don't think that, you know, I do X, Y, and Z and somebody needs to come and shoot me up. It's like, okay, wait, wait, wait a minute. Can a brother get a minute to like maybe... <laughs> 
can I get can, can I, I get, get a minute? Can I get a head start? <laughs> you know, to like get my shit together. So in that way, I I realize that the punishment sucks if you see it that way. You know, once again, this is a different situation. No one's dead, but when it comes to these situations that are so extreme mm-hmm. where people are taking each other's lives and it's in the public eye and we're having these big conversations and it's tearing community, you know, to opposite sides of the court, you know, opposite sides of the boxing ring where some people are like, well, I don't give a shit that he died. Who cares? Like he was out here fucking up girls vaginas with fucking, you know, barbecue and sticks. shit and uh, beating up gay people and shit like that. Who gives a fuck? You know, like maybe the world is better without him. Mm-hmm. And then there are people on the other side who's like, oh, my God, absolutely not. Everybody deserves a second chance. Everybody yeah. deserves to, you know, get another try at life. And he, he, he didn't deserve that. I mean, and it's it's clear. I mean, because if you stabbing up your baby mama's vagina, you have a problem. Yeah. That's not like a, a pick of the mill right. thing to do. So absolutely. And once indicator, again, allegedly, once again, allegedly, because I don't know yeah. what they, I don't know what our rules yeah. are, but we're going to say allegedly. Alleged- we don't want Alleg- to Allegedly. But, you know, um. I think, yes, that's definitely indicative of problems. Absolutely, 100%. But all in all, when I I think that the it's true. It's in the middle. He did really, really bad things, allegedly. And he it was trying to change his life, allegedly. And that's all that we know to really be true. So we should all be able to agree that he did not deserve to die. Right. And that should be the... Right. Again, it's the... It, we didn't deserve to die. But what we will also add to that is that when... You decide to be throw like, your right. you know throw your your hat in the ring, and say you know I'm a bad man and you know this is what I, I do. Rush it. This is what I do. You got you also respect you accept you, you have to accept that badass retaliation or that exactly. badass responsibility. There's a certain level of stuff that comes back with it. So I just want to encourage people you know who are in these positions where they are once again kind of like relating it to the to the suicide end but like if you're not creating safety nets for the world right if you're not On creating safe spaces level. for the world if you're not being a humanitarian remember that you're directly being impacted by that mm-hmm. you're directly impacting it so you're going to be directly impacted by that congruently mm-hmm. equally it's going to come back to you so it's just a principle that i really want people to feel encouraged to pour positively in this world as soon as you can because he, I believe that he was he got to a place where that he realized that that's what he needed to do mm-hmm. and there, there'll be a ripple effect for that you know if that is true his death will not be in vain mm-hmm. if that is true the people who believed in him the people who know that he was a positive guy will continue to do good know, and they will continue right. to send positivity and to um, send positivity out to everybody and they will continue to share his story and share and, and share be that an lesson extension of him in a po- in, in a positive way and in that way his death will not be in that way in vain and in that way his death will be in his death will be just as big and positive as mm-hmm. those last times in his life where he was trying to sow that into the world okay right. so it will all come back that's just the way that the universe works it just all depends on how plugged in we decide to see these things. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like how glass half full are we going to see these things? Mm-hmm. But ultimately, um, for us, the ones who are still here, if you want to see a world that is a safe space for you and your future children, your moment by moment, my moment decisions need to be pouring into that idea. Right. So whether it's 
not beating the ass of that person who tried you that one extra time mm-hmm. or whether it's simply by, you know, putting the trash in the garbage and not throwing it on your streets if you don't want your children to hurt, inherit a, da- a dirty neighborhood. Mm-hmm. From the big things to the small things, this is how we positively impact the world depending on what you want for yourself. So this shit always comes That's back right. to self. It always comes back to how you directly feel about yourself because you can't do better if you don't directly have a relationship, a healthy relationship with yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It all kind of comes back to this very, very inside, outside thing. You know, whatever you water grows. It's so true, brother. It's all that. Yeah. You know, so, you know, we rest in peace to all of these lives, whether by the hands of others or the hands of themselves mm-hmm. who are able to find the help or the guidance or the whatever to pull through and mm-hmm. make a, a a different decision right um yeah uh, again no 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 life deserves to be lost yeah yeah i think that it's just important for those of us here to continue to celebrate the positive when we can and be very very honest oh, about yes. the negative things too when, like when that's why i was share yeah you, you have, have to, to share you have to talk and um don't be like nasty mm-hmm. about what has happened to this guy but i feel like it does present an opportunity to have a conversation you know me i don't really mind having hard conversations <clears throat> I, I, I think again it's like we have this this obsession with this or that right like this is this or this is that and then but we have to find some type of like we have to be okay with like and not just okay like oh whatever he killed someone or like he was murdered but like okay with the idea that both of these things are true yeah you know it's again we it's like it's just so polarized and it's so again you yeah. you layer everything on top of it but when you take all that shit off it's like this man died yeah you know what i mean and at the end of the day he had the opportunity to possibly save someone else using himself as an example and maybe he has in his death you know what i mean so it's st- again I think, I think so you know I so still so. within that like you said he's still in his death has some some great things to you know brew from that um but yeah yeah you know we just need to live better lives um we need to once again that same lesson from pastor mike about kindness we need to be kinder we need to create safer world and safer experiences and because we're all not the same there are very sensitive people out here and there are very people and there are a lot of people out here who are tough Mm -hmm. but just like with any problem the solution is really in the middle yeah (laughs) like point blank in the period the solution is usually in the middle you can be strong and you can have empathy for people you can be strong and you can be vulnerable And, and you have more power that way yeah like imagine someone that can fuck anybody up in the room but is the most compassionate person that's like so much power that's everybody that's everything that i i want to be as a man i think that that needs to be every man like as a man as a man i think that it's important that we continue not to be pseudo leaders 
Like, you know, there are a lot of men who want to lead. Like, that's why I'm like, sometimes when I hear people say that shit out loud, I'm like, you're a what, phony. What is that? Like, like you're a phony. Because you don't say you want to lead. You just do, do what it. you do. By being and, yourself. And you need to have a lot of things to lead. You need to be able to fight. And you need to also be able to say what you're fighting for and convince an entire room. And you need to be able to talk to their hearts. And you need to be talking to their, their souls. Very, 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 yeah, their souls and their logical sides. You know? And that's just point. That's just needs to, that needs to happen. And if men don't get that we're in weird positions Mm -hmm. but i think overall it's about living a life that you can be proud of it's about living a life where it's like i am proud of my contribution to society Mm -hmm. i am proud that the legacy servicing god the legacy that i'm gonna stamp on this big ass passport by the things that i've done the people that i've touched the children that i have that's gonna continue out the same you know messages and the same love that's going to radiate off of them because i you know I yeah just, yeah i like going back to we have the the we have so much power in the way we can impact the world and we need yeah. to give ourselves a little bit more credit yes yeah and i think it's all like and it can be power. the fucking cleaning lady and We've seen it. Like, you know what I mean? The cleaning lady is just the most inspiring, loving, caring person. Is, and, you know. And, because they know that. And, and because they, they understand they that there's or, purpose in that. Yeah. Uh, there's purpose in not being a cleaning lady as we see it, but being somebody who actually comes in and helps people be in a space that can be, what, creative, clean, um, clutter-free, mm-hmm. feeling good, making you're, people feel happy that, to be home. You're part of their, like, how, how, how they live their life. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Especially, let's say, if it's a celebrity or yeah. someone, like, you're... Yeah. you're and it also, it's not also, it's not just in the actual thing the that you're, you're doing, doing. It's right. why you're why doing, you're doing it. it. That's where you find the actual purpose. purpose. Yes. And once again, that is something to be proud of. So we're actually going to be talking about pride. So that's a great, hey, that's say, a great transition. So are you feeling proud? Oh, yes. I'm uh, proud. It's just when I think of being proud and being prideful, you know, it is Pride Month and it, uh, Pride Weekend is this weekend oh, uh, for shit. those of us in New York. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure some other places, but, you know, big in New York. Um, and there's just so many things to be proud of and for um, through all the fucking chaos that oh surrounds us at the same time. Lord. Again, all of these things live in the same space. So you got to, you, you know, you got to live a life. Um mm-hmm. So you got to pluck out those good little nuggets that you can be happy for. But um, I'm, I'm gay. Yeah, you're a beautiful black gay man, brother. I am gay. And I just I'm, I'm a beautiful black gay man. Like you said, I'm just so happy that I can say that and that can, you know, roll off of my lips and speak out of my breath because um, for so long that probably is something that I wouldn't just say like that, you know, and. Whether even if I was, you know, not necessarily hiding it, um, just saying that is just such a just a, a blessing. And um, so many things come with that, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I'm just so grateful. And I think it's so important to be prideful of who you are and where you come from. And again, using yourself as a again, it's not about me. It's not about me. It's about the future me's. 
you know? Absolutely. <laughs> and the, Absolutely. And the, and the, and the precedent that I set. So I, I, I literally just want to be a, a teaching tool and, you know, I've seen, we've seen the lessons we've been taught. We've, we've seen the history. So I just want to, you know, be a part of someone else's continued lesson plan. Um, and that's piggyback why, that's why you got to do it you know and you know be able to help a younger me um any way that i can just by if you know just by like think about how simple that is just by saying hey i'm a black gay man who does x y and z and i live this way and this is what i believe like just by doing that is saving someone that's the easiest fucking thing in the world to do Mm-hmm. You know, when you really think about it, when you really strip away the fear, when you strip away all the crazy bullshit that's been, you know, programmed into our head, it's like if all if only that is saving someone, I will I will say that every day publicly on live television. Yeah. And yeah. say, come on, I'm here for you. Hey. If you're scared, I'm here for you. If you hey. need a place to stay, I'm here for you. Hey. Not everybody, I'm just saying. Right. You know, but calm down, brother. Like if that is just like Don't all put your I, address you know, nowhere, okay. That, you know, but <laughs> if that's all I have to do to help an, another young life, you know, feel safe and, and feel protected because they're not feeling protected at home, like because I don't know what that's like. I couldn't imagine that. So like for me, it's like heart-wrenching to to believe like that that's the case in some you know so it's just really important to be be who you are and i'm still going through my moments of insecurities and my totality of being a gay black man and my whatever Mm. um but every day i wake up and i am very grateful that the universe and the and god chose me to wake up and then I'm able to be happy again and proud again and, 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 you know, even insecure again to fight it again, you know. So it's good. It's all good. And I'm just happy to be here, to be breathing and to be able to help others and, and grow myself. I love you, brother. I love you, too. Yes. I want to um, probably play a violin behind that. That would be really no, cool. <laughs> yes. Right. Um. Well, I'm proud. Go ahead, Dopra, because I know you're about to break it down. You're about to no alley oop some shit up in here. You're about to oh boy. You'd be like because pride has P <laughs> is for powerful, R is for righteousness, I is for stay intelligent. D is for get your dick too, and E is for everyone. Ah! Everyone. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to ask you to leave. <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask Love you to everyone. leave right now because how dare so you? Take no days off. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> that is not what I'm gonna say at all. Okay. <laughs> I haven't done one of those P's for for for, 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 for um, nothing. I'm just playing, brother. Since I'm the nineties. No, I know. I'm just playing. Um, but that was really funny. <laughs> um, no, I was gonna say I'm really proud, man. Mm-hmm. I'm really proud. I just feel like, as a black gay man, I feel I've never felt so powerful. Mm-hmm. I've never felt so. I would I would say safe in my own skin. I would say I know that I'm here for a reason. I know that God made me gay, black. And handsome for a reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly. Thank you, God. Yes. Hallelujah. You know? Um, but you know, I just I just love being chocolate. I love being black. I yes. love being gay. I love being a man. I love being who I am. I'm at that place finally. 
because God knows they don't want you to be. They don't want you to live yourself. And none of those things. Feeling like you're a man. Everything you just who's said. Black right. And chocolate. And, and then and you, you want the to nerve be, to be gay. And, and you want now to you don't sprinkles on it. To be gay. Trump. Now you now you throw some sprinkles on it. No, but I, I believe that I was right. beautifully made. And I think that it's important that we really own the title. That we begin to not that we begin. I think we've already began. Yeah. Um. But keep running Continue. towards that. Keep running through that. Keep passing keep, the baton. Keep passing the baton through this. Like think about your world in color. I said this before on the video end of No Days Off was that you know constantly people want to tell us that we have to hide and we have to put on camouflage. Mm-hmm. But you Ooh, know yes you remember but you know. You know, the gay, the LGBTQ community is represented by the rainbow. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why would we wear, why would we trade in our rainbow for fucking camouflage? How fucking corny is that? You see that shit? You see that beautiful ass rainbow? And the the the, the, oh my the, God. the sentiment of everyone, everything, every color, everyone belongs. Like, that's why it's like everything that has been projected on us as nasty and, mm. and wrong mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. dark mm-hmm. and, you know, perverted mm-hmm. is actually the light and the freedom and, 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 and so inclusive and so inclusive. Right. So it's Isn't like, that funny. It's just like with, with, let me know. No, I'm not going. Nope. Nope. Shut up. <laughs> but this is why for, for me, I just feel so honored that, I get to be here and I get to be a part of humanity as a black gay man mm-hmm. and that I get to contribute through this very, very specific window. Um, I feel very fortunate in being chosen to be here and being someone who really appreciates masculinity and femininity that I'm able to look at the world in the way that I see the world. Mm-hmm. I feel blessed and I feel honored to be here. And without being gay, I feel like I would have had a different life and mm-hmm. I don't know if I would be here. So right. without me being just who I am, I would have a different life and I'm grateful for the bad right. shit and I'm super grateful for exactly. all of the positivity because they all that have surrounds shaped me you. now. It's and all it's, shaped and it's me. beautiful. Yeah. And I, once again, I live my life in rainbow color. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Everything around me is vibrant and happy and great, but don't get it twisted. Okay, I will still beat your ass. Mm -hmm. Because black is in the rainbow, too. I blacked out. I blacked out. Okay? Taste this rainbow. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Motherfucker. (laughs) No, No, but I just... I'm really, really happy. And I was looking this... um, I wrote this article for the Huffington Post. You better write. This This was in 2016, so this was two years ago. That's a lie from the pit of hell. I wrote this in 2014. Mm -hmm. So that was four years ago. And there's this part where I said that I want my children to see examples of of gay black movie stars, award-winning singers, top-selling writers, and even more superstar athletes that are willing to contribute to what gay is and what it can be. God knows that 12-year-old Donovan could have used those role models. So get up, grab your excuses, and turn that shit into a sweatband. Pick up your crosses, boys. We have work to do. Unless, of course, you'd rather stay seated. You know what I mean? Yeah, it may be comfortable, but where's the pride in that? Mm-hmm. Right? And I still feel the same way, kind of. I still feel the same way overall. Like, mm-hmm. you know, everybody needs to get out there and do the hard work and be mm-hmm. proud of yourself. But I also feel that we've really made some leaps and bounds. Yeah. 
since I wrote that. Wow, that's awesome. That is the beautiful part. And that's why I wanted to read it. Not only because I, I feel like, you know, we all need to continue to do work, but it shows that we have been doing work. Mm-hmm. You know, we have Native Son. Shout out to Emil Wilbekin, yes, my mentor, our friend. Emil. We love him. But Emil, you know, has this amazing line at Bloomingdale's right now. Um, Native Son. Oh, I'm getting a t-shirt. Oh, me too. I got to get a t-shirt. Oh, me too. It's shout out cute. to Emil. You know, shout out to Native Son and shout out to Bloomingdale's because that's a pretty cool collaboration. Um, Maybe not all of Bloomingdale's. I don't know. I'm pretty sure there's some white people up there in the high heads that... Oh, yeah. Not y'all. Fuck Not y'all. everybody. Thank you for the, the, but the, the marketing people who made team this that allowed that okay. to... Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> But you know, no, but they cool. They got rainbows all up and through the store. I love that. I love it. Thank you. I just think that it's just like we've just come such a long way. You know, you have this. You have the Native Sun organization. You have all of these amazing actors and amazing writers Mm -hmm. and producers out there now making some really really good headway for us. Mm -hmm. And even for us, you know, doing major like corp, uh, major corporations. You know, yeah, specifically allocating you know a considerably an amount of a lot of amount of money to you know queer black gay you know that is so cinema media all that stuff so um i think google was one of them right right so that's kind of cool that was pretty major i know they they did something too with um emil Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah right on yeah so you know i just feel like we are seeing major change and it feels good to be able to look at look that look at that old article from 2014 and see while we move on mm-hmm. and we, we press on is that we there, I wasn't the only one at that time feeling that the pressure of wanting visibility. Right. You know what I mean? But rather it became a movement for all of us. Yeah. I guess we were all feeling the same way at the same time. Mm-hmm. So we've been moving forward with that and we've been having like, you know, pose mm-hmm. now we have that on fx on sundays i believe at like nine or ten yeah which is amazing because I, to be because we go back to this just like black culture is american culture gay culture is american culture absolutely preach preach it's preach, the preach, same preach, thing preach, preach it's the same thing so i think moonlight we're, we're, yeah moonlight we're just seeing more unification we're seeing more people saying if you don't i will you know what mm-hmm. I mean? If you don't put it out, I will. I'll file, put my own fucking money to it. I'll be, I'll get my own YouTube. I'll do a I'll crowdsourcing grab, campaign. I'll grab my iPhone and do it, and yeah. you know whatever film festival. So I think now you know because there's a demand for it because it's it's what we we want to see ourselves. We want to see ourselves. Yeah, that's definitely pride. Yeah, and you know I'm gonna have to be honest though. So for us, at least here in New York, it's time to party and blah 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 blah. But you know there's a all of this shit is that's going on. It's kind of hard to feel proud. Right. It's kind of it's hard, hard to, to feel. It's hard to celebrate. Exactly. It's hard to be woohoo. It's yeah. hard to feel proud as a as a gay black man, but as an American, as someone who's just um, a human, mm-hmm. I would say it's just really really hard to feel proud to be a part. Uh, hard to be a part of the country that yeah. on paper says that they hate you. Yeah. Forty five has and turned this country into a shit show. Yeah. An actual and absolute shit show. Um, so, you know, you would have to be living under a rock not to know that, um, this last week we saw the implementation mm-hmm. of, um, children being separated from their parents at the border, um, trying to seek asylum, um, in this country. Um, the most famous image that I could think of right now is that image of the little girl being separated from her mother, little Guatemalan girl, I believe, um, and her 
looking like she's crying from the pit of her soul. Right. Um, I can see the image kind of like flashing across my brain right now, and it makes me want to cry. It's a very, very sad image. It's really, really hard to imagine how distant from humanity you must be to be fine and settled with the idea of a child being taken away from their parents. Mm -hmm. And it immediately makes me think of when Douchebag called. um, He said essentially that (laughs) he doesn't want an infestation. He doesn't want like, you know, um, migrants and immigrants coming into this country and essentially infesting the United States of America. And I don't know about you, brother, but when I think about infestation, because, you know, when I first got this apartment, there were roaches everywhere. Right. There were roaches in here having fucking drag races across <laughs> the uh, floor. Having okay? a pool party. That was a motherfucking infestation. And the first having <laughs> a pool party and the first that drinking beer and shit. The first <laughs> thing that I thought to myself was I need these motherfuckers to die now. Right. And I, you know, let off some bombs and I exterminated my apartment right. because I had an infestation. Uh, squ- squashed a few with the big shoe. Okay. Right. Why are you using the same language when you're describing right. um, these people who are coming here kill. to try to have a better life? You know, these, this is dog whistles. You know, this is to, the, to his base, to that 20-something, that 30-something percent of the country who see this as, you know, little, little red blood. It's like, ooh, this might be a, a raw mm-hmm. steak. This is a meal. Mm-hmm. Um, this is their language. This gets them going. Right. You know what I'm because saying? Because they're using, like, parallel language, like, yeah. infestation. To the Nazis? Kill, like you know what I mean. Yeah, like that, the same language nothing, that Hitler used. Yeah, you don't use you don't use that for anything else. Yeah, and I think that it's a way of dehumanizing people. Once you can, once you see people as as something that is a threat to you, something that wants to take what's yours and infestation, you want to exterminate them. And I think that you know, once again, in terms, you crazy. know, some of these people see that as red meat, and it goes to show that he didn't really want to put the kids back with their parents. Mm-hmm. He's just saying that and saying. Don't worry, this mm-hmm. infestation is not going to happen. I'll figure out another way how to make this happen. And basically what he wanted was he wanted this to go through as something that had, that had to happen in Congress, that Congress had to go back to the table and get this bill done so that he can get his wall done, which is a re- at Brother, the top of the Republican list. When you list. said that the other day, I was like, that's so deep that he's actually using this chaotic moment as leverage to get a fucking wall. Yes. I never thought yes, about it that way. Yes, yes, That's yes. fucking crazy. That's and why at the beginning he was saying that he couldn't do this through an executive order, but that it would have to be because done through Because he Congress. literally wanted to cause the, the, the chaos first it's like literally like this is some scandal. Like shit. I'm gonna I'm gonna mix up all the shit, start a pot, and then I'm gonna back up and then be like, okay, 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 okay. This is what we can do. Exactly. This is some real scandal shit. Um, you know, this crazy. is this is you know as uh, it's flashing across the screen. Clinton, kids. He's using kids as political pawns, and this is a dark hour for the U.S. Um, and wow, just that's exactly well, what we're, that's what that's what she's talking about. She's talking literally about the fact right now. that he's using these kids as a measure to get Congress to move forward with this bill so that they can push the wall through and using the kids as political pawns. That's what she's referring to. My, um, yeah, and, and then, it is it is quite sad. It is quite sad, you know. And then like, with the like, infestations and and talking about criminals and all this other stuff, while um the was it governor or the mayor mayor yeah uh fucking El Paso Texas Dean yeah. Morgan was on CNN talking about how which is like the largest border town from mm-hmm. like Mexico. Texas to, or mm-hmm. to Mexico to Texas, it's literally 
on paper, census and all, like one of the safest cities right. in America. Right. So t- again, it's this kind of fucking f- fucked up, crazy, twisted way of saying like, you're, we want to keep America white, y'all. Right. You ain't shit, but you really are shit. Or like like how they did the black people. Like Word. It's the same thing. And then we start believing. It's it's and just, it kills me because black folks are split on this 50-50. Um, people who are for and, and anti. Not necessarily the kids part, but the uh, approach to immigration. The immigration, yeah. And the crazy thing to me about that is like, yo... Today, it's the brown people right now. We get like a little timeout. We'll just continue to get killed in the background while they, you know, try right. to kill all the, They'll get kill, all the, get the all police the will kill a, le- a, le- a little less of us in the streets. Right. And that may be good for us now, but don't get it twisted. It may ha- We may have gotten a pause for the Muslims. We may have gotten a pause for the brown people, but it will come back to us in about five minutes um, because they're... Re- they're, re- they're trying to figure out how they now approach the prison industrial mm-hmm. complex. They'll figure it out. Um, we have to. That's a fight that we will have to keep fighting. But it doesn't mean that we get to throw other humanity, other people's humanity away. Right. You know, fifty-fifty. That number is two. That number don't work. We need to figure out what this need, what this looks like, in a fair way. Mm-hmm. Um, we may need to see us being more polarized around the idea of comprehensive immigration reform than to feel that what's happening currently is acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said. All in all, this idea of like us and our humanity, that's something that we need to take a really, really close look at as we move forward because the implications here are scary. I see civil war as a possibility. I see international war as a possibility once we continue to remove ourselves from basic humanity because this is splitting and tearing the country Mm -hmm. apart. It's it's really, really scary. It's really scary the way we're fucking with these countries. You know what I mean? And, And how what we're talking about around these countries and let's just it's scary and like you said we're just literally like taking off that white hood and showing the face to everybody because Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. it's really 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 scary yeah they're like we are right here we are right here this infestation that we have going on we'll get it Mm -hmm. taken care of and you actually you know you made a point about even like why Trump is even going like why what is this like the significance of this wall mm-hmm. for himself oh yeah you, you kind of believe that he's a little detached like detached from the immigration thing but more so it's for the purpose of having like a monument for his historical legacy absolutely like putting up one of his fucking Trump buildings I yes, thought when, he's, when yeah. you said that the, last night I was like that's fucking definitely probably it yeah sociopath yeah he has an, an issue with his penis I mean this is clearly a this is a Trump. This is the Trump wall. Mm-hmm. This is I'm making America great again. You're not allowed in. Here's my whole entire the wall. Trump wall that will forever be embedded in history. Yeah, and then the, and then he wants like to, and then he wants gold. it to be. The gag is is that the Mexicans are going to pay for it. How about that? Like he just thinks he's the bat, the biggest baddest bitch with the longest weave that you ever seen, the highest heel, the 22. tightest baddest body, the smallest waist. He really thinks that he's the baddest bitch to ever roll through, and he knows what a deal looks like. This is the best deal you'll ever see. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like he's given that, and um, this is a phallus. Yeah. You know, a phallic. Yeah, like I, this is my dick right here. Again, my big wall. Like it's for me, humanity, 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 humanity. Like again, I'm sometimes so stuck how some of these issues are even like in conversation, and how some of these things even happen. And like, like you said, these 
fuckers actually sat at a table and said, this is, we're going to, we're going to take families up. We're going to rip families apart. And then you see these issues and then you still stand behind some of the shit that you say. That's mm-hmm. where the, that's where the scariest part about it is because now it's like, again, we always knew that there was racism, racism, but motherfuckers was hiding and, and being low, right. low key with it and profiling, right. and ducking and dodging and, and swooping and swerving. But now it's like, yeah, we're racist. We don't care. We don't want you. You're going to die. We're going to call you everything. Remember? Oh, last night too, when we were, um, they played like, a fucking clip from Trump and he was talking to black people. He was like, you don't have any jobs. You're homeless. You have, you're in poverty. What the hell do you have to lose? And it was just kind of like, and we were like, you actually like busted out and like laughter because it was like, he's fucked. This is how he talks to his people. Mm-hmm. Like, like the, the American people rather, but this is black people. He's talking to like, like fucking monkeys. You guys have no jobs, no homes, no families, pieces of shit. What do you have to lose? Just might you as guys well kill each me. other in the street. And it's kind of like, yeah, look at you. It's insane. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I, like you said, uh, it's, it's more of like, just tired of the fucking shenanigans. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's an absolute dick. Um, and he is leading the country, and I think that um, from on the global stage, we look like complete assholes. We look like a complete reflection of him. You know, his approval rating is going up. So there's something going on. That folks kind of like, especially in the media, they want to avoid talking about it. Like, they don't want to call white people racists. They don't want to say, the white people that support Donald Trump are are obviously a little racist. Like, they don't want to say it because it will make them seem, they'll lose ratings, they'll say (laughs) racist people will not watch, blah, blah, blah. But I don't believe that racists, I don't think that people who aren't racist think you're talking about them. I think that people who are racist think you're talking about them and don't want you to call them a racist. And those are the people who you don't want, you don't need them to watch your shit. But, you know, it comes down to money. But the fact of the matter is, is that if you have someone in the presidency who is separating their children from parents and they think that that shit is cool, if you have somebody who calls the people who are kneeling down and protesting the experience of celebrating the national anthem, protesting right now in this moment a country that has turned their backs on black people, if those people are protesting... um, not the military, not dishonoring the people who defend this country, but more so this what we're experiencing right now, acting like this doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. We're saying I'm protesting this. And you call those people sons of bitches. The people that support you who don't take a beat to be like, oh, God damn, I don't know if I want to support that. You may have to say to yourself, am I a little racist? Am I racist? I don't even know if you can be a little racist. Am, am I racist? <laughs> right. There's, there's. I don't think there's no leniency. Yeah, on that. I don't like, think that you can dilute, no, you can't, dilute you racism. You can't fucking put sugar on that. Yeah, I don't think so because it's all bad. Because then you like try to justify it in court or something. I'm just a little racist. <laughs> I'm not as racist as fucking Julie because that's a her. racist bitch. She's like, in the KKK. Right. I'm not even. They I'm tr- not. I just. They, I, I just have a membership. They to asked me and I said no. <laughs> I, I said I'll just heckle them from my own home. A little racist. See the like, difference. <laughs> I didn't kill anyone. I just watched. <laughs> right. I just went to the lynching. <laughs> so, you know, it's just, it's, if you participate um, in the building of this particular man's platform, if you participate in his agenda, Gotta go. the moving forward, you're a part of the fucking problem. And I think that we need to start admitting that as his approval rating grows, that means that his support, the racist sentiment, the xenophobic sentiment, the sexist sentiment that may exist in the country is feeling emboldened. And that means that the rest of us are in danger constantly. Mm-hmm. And I, because I see that is why I have the civil war fo- foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Because Brother, we got to go to the gun range. I no know. Shit. You want to go? We know we got to go. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to go. 
We gotta go. Oh, do you know a place? No, I don't oh, know. We gotta we figure out a place. Let's go. Cause uh, mm, that's a whole nother podcast. But these, the, I'm sorry, they ain't gonna what? get me. What? They ain't gonna get you. They ain't gonna get Donnie. They ain't gonna get my mommy. Mm-hmm. They ain't gonna get my granny. <laughs> they ain't gonna get my friends. Right. They ain't, ain't gonna happening. get the people that I love. Y'all ain't gonna get them. Nope. Yeah, cause it ain't I, gonna happen. Happen so much. But it is very scary times. And, you know, once again, you know, the gays, we're going to come and we're going to paint this rainbow. Mm-hmm. You know, we ain't going to be wearing no camouflage, none of that shit. And, we're coming and, out on the rainbow. And, and, us, and, us, and the black folks, we're going we gonna to hold our fists up. Right. And I'm going to have a rainbow in one hand and my fist in the other. That's how we do. And I think that we will march on literally, literally and figuratively. We'll march on. But. What's happening now in this country should inspire people to find a purpose, Mm -hmm. to find a passion, to find something to live for, to find something to, you know, say, I'm going to sow something positive into the universe today because look at all the negative shit that is happening. That's that's important. Yeah. And I think that that's bravery because Mm -hmm. it's so much easier to just give in and just be nasty and kind of just like absorb the energy that's been given off. That's the, that's what puts things into perspective for me. Again, what like jolts me out of my little depressive states and like it, cause when you see some of these things and you know, your capabilities and you know, the, the power that you have, it's almost like, I feel like I feel bad for being useless. It's like, there's so much that we can do. Like you literally just by being kind is changing the world. Mm-hmm. Again, we think change the world means, you know, doing something. You got to be Beyonce to change the world. Like, there are so many low-key Beyonce's out there. Like, you know what I mean? Being super fucking rock stars in their own right that are changing the world. Because yeah. anything that, like, literally anything that you do affects the world. So anything that you do can change the world. Yeah. Like, it's a change. Like, if I decide to f- smoke a cigarette and I'm changing the world, like, I'm putting literally more chemicals into the atmosphere in the world in a, in a very literal sense, but I'm changing the world. Every time I don't have, I have a dog and I have the shit and it gets nasty and it piles up and then now I'm changing the world. I'm changing. So like that, you can change the world mm-hmm. by being kind because being kind to someone, again, going back to the suicide, you might be pulling someone from that ledge, mm-hmm. changing the world. Mm-hmm. That's yes, changing the world just by saying hello and acknowledging that that person exists because everyone else in their life walks right past them. Mm-hmm. And they feel invisible. It's so true. We can all change the world. And again, changing the world doesn't mean doing this, the most mon- monstrous thing you can think of, but doing what you can mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. doing what you're actually physically and mentally able. And we're all physically and able and mentally able to do something. Yeah. And it all looks different. And I can't tell you what it is mm-hmm. because mine looks different from yours. We might share some commonalities, but right. it, you know what I mean? And that's why we have to tell our stories and share. Absolutely. And celebrate the journey. So I can figure out pieces that I might not have known. So I can get information. So I can share information to, with other people. Because yeah. again, if I can just, again, if the, if the least I can do is just sit here and just share my experience with someone like that's pretty fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And that in turn makes me want to do more. And that in turn makes me want to, you know, push forward and, and, and do better and and figure out other avenues in, in which I can, you know, spread and grow. Right. Right. Amen. 
You said a lot there, brother. That's perfect. I think we I think we just we just ended it right there. I think that's it. <laughs> I love you, you so you know much, brother. Again, I love you too. I hate being corny, but I love being corny with you because you're just such an inspiration to me and I I'm going to be very honest. I never told you this, but my biggest fear is like letting you down with this podcast and this whole project. And I, I just vowed that I would never just like let you down. So I just really want to be there for you as much as you're there for me. And not oh, only like, too, do you brother. help you're like, you're helping me in like my business, like as a person, as a producer, as a, a career, like entertainment and, and working, like you're helping me there, but you, you help me grow and you help me become a better person just by having these talks and allowing me to say the craziest thing that I don't even know how to you know wrap my brain around until it gets out you know so just thank you for just being there and being that person and and just allowing me again to be myself and show me things that I you know and just show me other options that I I don't necessarily think of all the time and and being non-judgy and it's it's I don't I can't explain it's just having that is just so freeing within itself so again the people like you the people like Donnie and some other folks parents and twin and you know you guys are the 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 people that keep me off that ledge oh my god that's amazing brother well I love you very very much and obviously you know I think I've mentioned this to you before but the thing that I love about you is that you're just yourself like you're just such a like um kind of like a self-starter a self-fire starter like you're just like whoop i did it i started a fire <laughs> like you know you're just all by yourself so you know i just love to be able to have these conversations with you because it's just it's like you're a big ball of energy to kind of like bounce this this stuff off of mm-hmm. and you know I kind of like looked over there. It says way to go on this card that I got for my birthday. But I think it's that sentiment of just feeling like very, very proud. I'm just very, very proud of you and who you are becoming and all of the good juju that you have. And, you know, I get to grow in this process, too. Mm -hmm. You know, I get to grow from these conversations and hearing your, you know, your perspective and how you see things and how you see the world. So this is an amazingly even and fantastic exchange. So. You know, I'm grateful to you, too. I'm grateful to be able to have these conversations with you on a continuous basis. Mm-hmm. And no matter how many conversations that we have, yeah, it they're never always gets me- old. They're always meaningful. And I don't know, it's just really great to have a buddy and to have accountability with and yeah. share that with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like I'm one step closer to not feeling alone. Like, I feel like even though obviously we're not in a relationship of any type of like like partnership, but... Like you're like one step closer to like that person of like if when you think of like being alone in a sense of not having a partner, like right. like you have like I don't know. It's just like I don't when I have people like you, I don't ha- I don't feel alone. And it's just really great to have that. Oh my so gosh. that's why like, you know, going in from last week and then coming over here and then like laughing my head off and just being in such a great mood. It's just a, a great experience to have. And, I, and I'm glad that I was able to experience all of it, you know, mm-hmm. Um because again, there's a lot of shit going on. Like right now, CNN is like blaring in the background. There's a lot of shit going on, and we have to take moments, you know, to take care of ourselves. And um, mm-hmm. because I can't, I can't take care of the world the way I want to if I can't take care of myself. And there's things that I want to do for the world just because I, I don't know. I feel obligated. I don't know it's if it's it's like it's my, literally your purpose. And then sometimes I put pressure on myself, and I'm like, why? But I, I for some reason, I just feel like I have an obligation to the world. <laughs> <laughs> and 
my own problems, but hey. Uh, but in with that said, I have to really um, allot the same amount of energy and time to um, take care of myself. And thank you for always allowing me to 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 see that. Oh my God! Well, thank yeah. you, thank you, brother. Thank yeah. you for. So we don't have to keep going on and on. And no, but I just wanted to say, like, yeah. thank you for actually saying it, mm-hmm. um, for sharing that with me, mm-hmm. because it's that concept of like you know giving people their flowers when they're still here, mm-hmm. or you know being able to share or have that level of vulnerability between each other as men. Right. I think that it's just. I, I thank you for sharing that. I thank you for, you know, being a demonstration of what that looks like among amongst men, even gay men, mm-hmm. because a lot of times we celebrate, you know, our reading culture or our shade culture. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, we really genuinely love each other yeah. like brothers and like friends and, you know, family, mm-hmm. um, you know, our, our even our, you know, some of our other friends, it's like this extreme love. And I think that that is something to be really fucking proud of. Yeah. It's so special. So again, like when I'm sitting on the floor and I'm listening to naked and you pop in my head and a few other people, I'm just like, Whoa, I have that. And I was like, just crying. Cause I was like, you have everything. You have it all. Wow. You literally do. Like you literally do. And it's, it's like you, again, it's, it's all in how you see it. Mm-hmm. How do you see your glass? Mm-hmm. How do you see your glass? That's perfect. Well, you know, like we say, continue to get to know yourself. I'm so I'm just so emotional. I forgot what's the <laughs> take, take no time. shit. Oh, I forgot. I have the custom part. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. But you know, like we say, continue to get to know yourself. No, take no shit and take no, no days, days off. We love you guys. Thank Do you. it for you. Thank you for sharing with us, guys. Thank you for sharing this experience with us. Yeah. Do it for you. Mwah. Peace out. Bye.